You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, launched on the 24th of May 2020. Unmanned probe gyro controls failing. Pob, just hand it over to Nilly, please. Just give me a moment. This is a big thing, you know. First probe landing on an unknown planet. Shouldn't it be guided by human hands? Gyro control error rectified. Did you do that, or was it Nilly? Have some confidence in me, Commander. That was me. Nilly. Pilot Robert Harrigan issued course correction commands from the nav centre on board the human frontier. <laughs> I can't believe you cross-checked me. Well, maybe it's because of the other two probes you trashed today, Bob. Four, three, two, one. Welcome to your weekly guide to what's going on in the Big Finish world of audio drama and audiobooks. News, reviews, your emails, behind the scenes and previews. We at Big Finish offer you a whole universe of Doctor Who audio drama, of course, but there's so much more. Torture, Terrorhawks, Time Slip, everything beginning with T, apparently. The Avengers, that technically begins with T. Uh, Blake 7, The Prisoner, Space 1999, The Space 1999, <laughs> uh, The Callan, The Frankenstein, The Dracula, and The Big Finish Originals, and so much more. It's all available at bigfinish.com and on our free listening app, which you can download for free because it's a free listening app for Android and iOS. You can also discover more about the cast and crew of our productions in our free, yes, free, you heard it, downloadable monthly magazine, Vortex, which reminds me I've got one of those to proofread after this, packed with features and interviews. And it says here that I should mention I'm Nick Briggs. And I'm Benji Clifford. Here's what's coming up in this bumper podcast. (gasps) In a few moments, we'll be talking about Nick's Big Finish original, The Human Frontier. Gosh. And after that, we'll be taking a look at our latest reviews, uh, talking about the new countermeasures, the Mavellan Manoeuvre. After that, our feature release will be Regeneration Impossible, a groundbreaking Doctor Who short trip by Alfie Shaw and featuring the 11th and 12th Doctors. Following that, we'll be straight into your emails, sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. And then we'll be going behind the scenes with The Human Frontier. What? The human frontier, I hear you say? (laughs) And of course, we'll be offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Then finally, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of, you guessed it, The Human (laughs) Frontier, the epic sci-fi tale taking us across time and space. Or space and time, as it says here. But then whoever really knows what's order. What comes first. What comes first. So first up, let's talk about the human frontier. Okay. It's been I mean, a big I'm, ride, uh, Nick, isn't it? Big old ride for you. Yeah, I mean, I've got this feeling that people might think, oh, not that again. But I mean, it's it's out this week. So yeah, it's relevant. This is, this, this is the time to talk about it, isn't it? I know I've been talking about it for about three years, but... Um, the first thing I wanted to say about it uh, is the enthusiasm about the enthusiasm of Petra Lincuse, who is the uh, <laughs> main character who I played you a clip of before we started recording, didn't I? You did. You certainly did. And she sounds so so enthusiastic, bless her. Yes. Well, because for the publicity, the, you may have seen the the cover image. Uh, we put Pepta and Genevieve Gaunt, who plays the other leading character, um, we put Pepta in a spacesuit. So that's not CG. That really is a spacesuit that we hired and we put her in and we stuck her in the car park at the Sound House. Happened to be a dull sky, stuck a light next to her. 
there was a little bit of rain starting got on the lens so all that flash and sparkle you see on there is all actually an in-camera the real deal effect. but anyway when i was interviewing petter at some point i was asking her on that day what our highlight of the day was and she was having some uh, trouble thinking of what the highlight of the day was for her it's my little tried and dusted trusted tried and dusted <laughs> tried and dusted <laughs> interview out. technique i asked people what their highlight of the day was and she, suddenly i reminded her of putting on the spacesuit this was her reaction what about putting a spacesuit on actually that was my favorite moment what am i talking about are you kidding me that was incredible <laughs> what but it looks so cool i mean it, it, it's weird weird being in that i kind of felt isolated but yeah. not at the same time and then i was like there was points where i was like couldn't breathe i mean i could breathe <laughs> but like killed you. Oh my God. <laughs> then i nearly died um <laughs> called my agent no um i did worry when i saw the helmet i i just said to tony the photographer i said let's hope she's not uh because <laughs> i thought this could be Shit, a disaster yeah, 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 we, no, i could really hear you go, you know going mad oh get me out <laughs> yeah i mean even if i i couldn't run very far in that costume even if I was claustrophobic, uh, but no, it was that was really fun. That looks, it looks, the pictures look really cool. So I'm really excited to see what they turn out to be when it's all done. So lovely, isn't it? It's really yeah. just the energy is is fab. But this is, uh, you know, it's the sort of the end of a, a, an epic journey for me. Um, and um, one of the things that it's about is the is really about the stories human beings make for themselves you know what i mean that the ideas that we we make up and now when you say that we've made up ideas it makes them sound like they're false and rubbish but i mean here's an example of a made-up idea democracy and you think well hold on nick democracy is a good idea and it is a good idea and it's fantastic and i believe in it and all and all its difficulties but it is something we made up and different societies have these different fictions or narratives and Basically, what's happened, I think, throughout human history is that different societies and civilizations make up fictions and then really they fight other societies and civilizations who have made up other fictions. And that's the trouble with it, isn't it? They are good, a lot of these fictions. They help us. They're about kindness. They're about justice and stuff. But when you get people who disagree even slightly about one element of the fiction, People get really upset. Get don't cross, they? yeah, yeah. Just think of it in your real life. If you have like um, a friend who your narrative about them is that they're a very reliable person, they're lovely, they're kind to everyone, they're very good at their job. That's your narrative, your fiction about that person. You believe it because you love them and they're great mates. Someone else comes along who's had a different experience of them says that person doesn't know what they're doing, fibs about everything, never comes to work on time or whatever. And you fit, you can already feel your hackles rising because they have contradicted your fiction your narrative so in a more science fiction and interesting way than that the human frontier is really about that two versions of the human race who neither of which are sort of inherently evil you could see how anyone would start to behave in that way but they have different fictions they have different narratives and they didn't know that each of them existed and they're 300 years apart in human development Imagine what it would be like to meet people from three, really? 300 years ago. How, it's a how huge, would that I be? mean, the whole of life and society and is, is completely different now, isn't it? 
Yes, I, Not, e- yeah. I mean, even 50 years ago, really, things yes. are completely different. So 300 years, especially in a science uh, environment, is, is just mind-blowing, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, you can think of all sorts of things, to, you know, controversial issues with Doctor Who. I mean, not that we want to particularly get into this, but I mean, you know, imagine now going back to a production meeting about the talents of Wang Chiang and say, are yeah. you, aren't you going to cast a Chinese actor in this major Chinese role? And they go, no, 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 we'll just stick a guy in funny eye makeup. Get, what? And they just think that you were mad to make a fuss about it. Of course, we have a completely different view about yeah, it now. Completely won't different get, now, isn't it? Won't get into that debate as such, but do you see what I mean? That's that's where the problems it's where all the best things and the worst things happen in human society i think with the ideas we create the narratives the fictions we create they're so good for us but they're also potentially bad news a bit deep isn't it very deep but but you know it helps to kind of sum up what, about what the it's all spaceships? about the whole yeah it's just spaceships and guns it's fine uh, it's, it helps to sum up the whole experience doesn't it really so yeah very exciting for that you know excited for that release thank you benji that wasn't even scripted as well your there excitement we magic your, exci- your excitement was a genuine fiction you created <laughs> from 300 years ago uh, right then now on to the latest reviews and this week, as we mentioned, we're talking about the new countermeasures, the Mavellan Maneuver. Oh, I said there was nothing here to suggest Dalek weaponry. I'd go further. There's nothing here to suggest weaponry of any sort at all. What? But there has to be. Otherwise, what's he planning to do with these things? I'm guessing, but housework, from the looks of it. But I'm sorry? There has to be more to it than that, surely. Does there? Well, we know the technology is unlikely to be from Earth. In all likelihood, but that doesn't mean it's being used for nefarious purposes. You've seen what these things do. People will want to buy them. They'll fly off the shelves. She'll make a fortune. Another one. Maybe that's all she's after. Mm, Lepers don't change their spots. And I'm not saying she has. Think about it. It'd still be exploiting alien technology, probably. But if that technology doesn't lend itself to armaments, why waste it? It's a good point. Is it? I could be missing something, though. And you can find this release by going to bigfinish.com and entering the word Mavellan into the <gasps> search pane at the uh-huh. top. It'll also show you The Mavellan Grave, a rather lovely fourth Doctor story with uh, Tom Baker and Lala Ward. What's a search pane? It's that sort of little little sort of round <laughs> sort of thing at the, the top with the sort of raffia work base. Um, anyway, first up, BlogToWho.com says the Mavellan uh, Maneuver, I'm about to say the Mavellan Massacre, and the Mavellan <laughs> Maneuver is a thoroughly enjoyable story. A few surprises, twists and turns to help the running time fly by. Ken Bentley skillfully directs the flawless cast whilst keeping the action moving along at pace. Music provided by Nicholas Briggs gives a Hello. feel uh, gives a feel for the era, um, whilst Joe Miners cleverly manages to include original weaponry sound effects, which will appeal to many. Best of all is the way that John Dorney pulls the rug of your expectations from out <laughs> under you. Overall, this story makes for another strong outing for the Countermeasures team. It's also a lot of fun, perfect entertainment for a global lockdown. <laughs> Very specific uh, niche there, isn't it? Yes. 
Of course, wasn't designed for the global lockdown, but there you go. Uh, DoctorWhoReviews.net says, After so many stories together, it should come as no surprise that Simon Williams, Pamela Salem, Karen Gledhill and Hugh Ross perfectly slip back into their characters with seemingly effortless ease. Effortless ease. It's one of those phrases that has gets used in lots of reviews, doesn't it? Effortless you know? ease. Effortless ease. The interpersonal relationships are as strong as ever as the operatives are thrust into wholly unanticipated situations. And the inclusion of well-timed humour to bolster the incredible dialogue serves to expertly enhance the overall threat at this story's core, with music and sound design and direction that perfectly encapsulates this story's era and the Mavellan's aesthetics. The Mavellan manoeuvre manages to take a rarely seen threat within Do the Doctor Who universe and successfully transplant it to a period-specific spin-off while providing arguably the Mavellan's greatest showing yet four stars. Just a fifth one seems to be missing there. What's going on? What's going on? Buck up. Come on, buck your ideas up. Okay. Uh, cultbox.co.uk says each member of the team gets a little bit of the limelight as their investigations unfold. Simon Williams's group captain Gilmore is particularly well served. He's the usual impatient, impulsive man of action, throwing Trump himself here. into danger to the exasperation of his colleagues. Gilmore enjoys some fantastic interactions with Carolyn Seymour's Claire, especially as the pair bicker their way through a dangerous <laughs> assignment. One, two, three, four stars. They've uh, tantalised us with an empty star at the end. I, I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, maybe we'll just colour that last yeah, get star in. There we go. Nobody will know. No, just colour. Uh, DoctorWhoWatch.com The Mavellan Manoeuvre is a highly entertaining story for the new countermeasures. There's plenty of humour and excellent dialogue, but there's also some great sci-fi action and clever storytelling thrown in there. Oh, it's getting a bit windy here. I just thought my door was about to smash me in the head uh, A strong, strong story one that very neatly leads into the next The Dalek Gambit well, Ploppy Le Chien, uh, formerly <laughs> Ploppy the Dog, now in French. Um, the Mavellan Manoeuvre, uh, a fantastic, a first-rate adventure for this most magnificent of spin-offs. John Dormy, John Dormy, John Dorney pens a fantastic drama which beautifully wrong-footed this listener, pitting um. the most seventies Doctor Who villain against the new countermeasures. Ten out of ten. That's the kind of mark I like. Tom House and 1218 as opposed to Tom House and 1217 which don't talk to him yeah, uh, the Mavellan Mavellan <laughs> Manoeuvre I wonder who Tom House and 1217 is there well, must be one hold that thought yeah uh, anyway from Big Finish my at Mr John Dorney is an exciting story for my first trip into the world of countermeasures blimey have you not done countermeasures before the clever script is funny and packed with sci-fi action a brilliant setup for the next story I'm following this. I cannot wait. Um, Tom House and twelve seventeen doesn't actually exist. I just looked him up on Twitter. Not exist. It doesn't exist. Uh, well, Tom Housem, um will have to wait. Um, that's it for the reviews this week. More next time, and we'll be talking about the new countermeasures, the Mavellan Massacre, when Steed... Hold on. Oh, no, it's the, it's, sorry, it's the Dalek Gambit. The Dalek Gambit, OK. Sorry, I... I mean, it's very boring to tell you, but pages crashed when I was writing this and I lost that bit and I thought I'd rewritten it, but I hadn't. Never mind, it's all right. 
Well, Tom Housen, we, we'll just have to wait. Uh, that's it for the reviews this week. More next time when we'll be talking about the new countermeasures, the Dalek Gambit. Your door's about to shut. There it goes, Nick. Oh, I don't um, Yeah, there we go. Exciting. When again. Steed discovers that his trusty sidekick has been taken over by evil killing machines. That's from the Avengers, but I've just... Is it Steed? Is Steed in? Is there a my, Steed? It's a joke. It's a joke. Because oh. it's called the Dalek Gambit. Oh, you see? Gambit from the new Avengers. Yeah, oh. with you now. Sorry, sorry. It's, just, it's not with it today. Not with it today. <laughs> Coming up soon, we'll be going behind the scenes with the human frontier. And after that, we'll be diving into Benji's favourite thing, a swimming pool. No, listeners' email. But first, our featured releases segment is back again, this time with Doctor Who Short Trips Regeneration Impossible. In a moment, we chat with writer Alfie Shaw about Regeneration Impossible, but first, here's a teaser. Hello? I'm the Doctor, I'm here to help. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Tricky business at the best of times, regeneration, and three in the morning among a bunch of dead humans isn't anyone's idea of the best time. I hope. Look, I just wanted... Doctor Who. Short trips. Ah! You're regenerating. Oh, brilliant. Me-splaining. Have you done this before? Have I done this before? How do you think you got here? Regeneration impossible. Oh, what the hell. Guess I'm stuck with you. Hello, Doctor. I'm the Doctor. And I'm dying. Big Finish. We love stories. You can't be the Doctor. I'm the Doctor. The last Doctor. Oh, are you? Oh, this is awkward. I'll just sit in the corner and not exist, shall I? Just go to bigfinish.com and type regeneration into the search pane, the round thing at the top, uh, to find this rather wonderful release. So now we're joined by writer and producer Alfie Shaw. So Alfie, welcome to the podcast. Hello, it's lovely to be back. Yeah, yeah well, back. But he has been before, hasn't he, Benji? He has been before, yeah, quite a few times, I think. I really? Nipped in, I nipped in for a review and I think I've been yeah. I've snuck in on a few interviews before. I've... I'm an infrequent flyer. <laughs> I think you had an email arriving there. I, I, it was I think I did. Let me just... Um, Who's it from? It. It's from... DFS. White Road Skiing, a place I've never signed up for. Uh, and I don't... It's one of those emails I don't know how I've signed up for it, but I keep... Get, every time I unsubscribe, they go, No, we'll keep no, sending we'll, you things. Are you a keen Spam. skier? Oh, I'm not. I'm terrible. I went twice, and the second time I went, I managed... To I fell off my skis and hit someone, hit a snowboarder. But the way I, you know, if you fall back on a ski, they're designed to attach. So my two skis fled off in separate directions. Oh no! And took out two more uh, skiers <laughs> in front of a group of uh, a group of five-year-olds and also the advanced ski group. And f- since then, I've never skied. I've just—it's not for me. <laughs> Did you maybe, say attach or disattach or unattach? I, I, my memory is so poor I can't remember. I'm going to pump the uh, <laughs> detach. Is it disattach or unattach? Deattach. None detach. of it. Detach. It's detach. Oh, detach. I th- you said detach. You. Probably not. I'm. I think you did. Oh bless you. That's okay. I mean we've got it recorded. I, the one advantage. I, I, I would argue that you actually <laughs> said 
I, I would argue you said attach because I when you said it, I thought, oh, but then they went off. They didn't attach. Yeah, well, that, that was my thought. But it could have just been a, a, an internet blip. Well, magic. This, this has been fascinating. But uh, <laughs> let's move on to more mundane matters. Um, Regeneration Impossible. How did this come about then? Ooh, this came about. Uh, mainly because, well, for two reasons. One, you told me that we Jake could do an amazing twelve. Yes, and Doctor. since of course Jake can do an amazing eleven, I thought, oh, there's something in there. And uh-huh. when I was uh, taking over the short trips range, I was sort of looking into what people's thoughts on it were, and a lot of people were there going, oh, I don't really like audio books. I'll only do, you know, I prefer the audio drama stuff. And so mm-hmm. I thought, well, is there a way that we can somehow manage to get a full cast short trip together? <laughs> And then we've got Jake who can do both the voices. And I, I went to you and very kindly went, look, I've got this slightly mad idea. And you went, yes, great, go for it. And uh, from there, <sighs> the, the script was born. Um, we picked those two doctors. I mean, because we just got the uh, the 12 license and it, yeah. would, it sort of, it'd be good to get something new in there. Jake can do both the voices. And also there's a lovely kind of thematic difference between the two doctors in terms of you know, one's the end of that regeneration cycle, the other one's the the start of a new one. But they've also both had times when they're stuck on Earth. So from their scripts and madness. Yeah. What inspired you for the actual story itself? And could you give us a bit of a tease of the story? Yes. Uh, so the the basic setup of the story is it's uh, set about a month before the Snowmen, from the point of view of the Eleventh Doctor. And he's uh-huh. retired in Victorian London, and he's he's not going to interfere anymore. And then he gets a the, the TARDIS picks up a signal which is uh, spikes of Artron and regenerative energy, and so he, thinking it's a it must be another Time Lord, rushes off to investigate, and gets locked in a mortuary with another man who turns out to be the Twelfth Doctor. Um, and the the sort of inspiration from that was. It sort of came about from the the settings, really, and and that difference between the the regeneration aspect that I talked about, because you have mm-hmm. you have eleven who is retired, and you have twelve who is is uh, so the twelve aspect of it is set just before the pilot, so he's at St Luke's, he's the professor, and they're not really moving, and I thought, well, there's a lovely similarity between the two. And how do we then get them together? And so that aspect of it inspired a bit of the plot. And how do we then engage with the fact that they're, you know, the regeneration aspect that I talk about. So there's another element of the mm-hmm. plot. So regeneration mm-hmm. came quite key. And then the other element was trying to do something that invoked the Stephen Moffat era appropriately with the madness of time travel and the way he plays with time and things like that so that's the other bit of the plot there's also a fourth inspiration but if i tell you it it will ruin the plot completely so don't spoil yeah i'll come back (laughs) i'll come back to that at another time but yes there's also a a film influence to the whole thing ah yes well Mm. i think and i think that you got that sort of uh, feel of that era perfect i think i know that i feel like we've told the story a billion times but i can't think where when how or why um but uh, what about the recording uh, anything you can tell us about the recording process i know i directed it but you were there but very much hands-on yes uh, it's, it's it was a very uh i think 
tiring would be the correct word. I think that's what Jake said on Twitter, <laughs> word for him. Um, because we did Regeneration Impossible, which we had to do twice. So we recorded it once with Jake doing the 11th Doctor and Nick playing the 12th Doctor. And then um, once with the uh, Nick, uh, sorry, with Jake playing 12 and Nick reading in for 11. And then off the back of that, he then went and did Dead Media, last year's 12th Doctor short trip, which is uh, a monologue. So by the end of the day, poor Jake had been stretching in all of the <laughs> different ways. Uh, we really, really pushed him that day. But... Um, when but that's right, he had to do the 12th Doctor doing a Welsh accent. Yes, he? oh, that's true, yes, there is the element of that as well. And so we he, decided the 12th Doctor probably wouldn't be able to do a Welsh accent. So I thought of that, unless I like that. So I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> it's very funny. He did it very, yes, it was a it was very a fun, fun day for him, but I think, yeah, by the end we had knackered him. Uh, but when Nick opened his, with his 12... You know, Nick was Nick was trying to give a flavour of twelve to to help Jake and inform the performance. Uh, but the first time Jake heard it, he had a, a little laughter laughter break. I think would be fair to say he couldn't speak for some time. Um, he said to me recently that the reason he laughed was not because of the voice I was doing, but because of the face I was doing while I was doing the voice. Well, what is that doing? Oh God, that is a good face. <laughs> Like a vicar with a wasp up his nose. That's sort of, uh, that sort of vibe. I think that's a perfect description of me generally. I think. I mean, I think we have the offending, the offending footage of Nick as wasp-infected vicar. So if anyone, <laughs> we could possibly put that out as a little bonus feature. We or should, not, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, we should really. Yeah, at the point where Jake starts laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and we should we should talk to Steve Berry about putting that on Twitter, shouldn't we? Yeah, it'd be good. I mean the 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 other thing that's gone down quite well is we did a sort of special little trailer for it, which people have probably seen on on social media, which is, seems to have gone down absolutely gloriously. Um, yeah, but the two doctors arguing with me about how to do the trailer. How to do the trailer, yes, and slightly send, sending the whole thing up. Which we wrote I think in about half an hour the day before we went into the studio. Well, you did. Yeah, yeah. You? Steve, Steve said to us, look, can we have a, a, a special something for the yeah. social media channels? And so I just went, all right, let's send the whole thing up. That's um, great. But it turned great. out really well, yeah. I should play that now, shouldn't I? Yes. And, and thank you, Alfie. You may go back to whatever productive things you were doing today. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> thank you for having me. You're always very gracious hosts, and I look forward to doing it again. And here's that funny little teaser. Ooh. Coming soon from Big Finish. Oi! Pudding Brain! What do you think you're doing? I'm just introducing the trailer. I always... Uh, oh, for my story? Your story? What do you mean, your story? Oh, great. We'll let the baby in Tweed in. I'll ring your nursery. Let them know you've escaped again. You can't go around saying this is all about you. This is my story. It's my theme tune they use. Of course it's all about me. They only used it to stop you throwing your toys around. Right. You asked for it. Whichever one of us has the most lines, that's whose story it is. Fine. So, who has the most lines? Some bloke called Jacob Dudman. He seems to have all of them. Right. Well, that's awkward. At least no one heard that. I um, am still here, you know. 
Anything we can do to, uh, maybe make you forget that? Read this. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who Short Trips. Regeneration Impossible. Starring the greatest incarnation of the Doctor. And his successor. Uh, uh, at least I don't get the Sonic to solve all my problems for me. I have had quite... There's more. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Big Finish. We love stories. So, uh, big thanks to Alfie Shaw there. Fantastic to have him here as always. And don't forget, Regeneration Impossible is out now. As we mentioned, we'll soon be going behind the scenes with The Human Frontier, and we'll be giving you a 15-minute drama tease of it as well. Hey, but first it's time for listeners' emails. Well, the magic doesn't stop there because it is email time. Emails are magical. I'm declaring that now. And if you want to email in, it's so easy. All you have to do is send your post, your your uh, magical invisible post, to podcast at bigfinish.com. Right yes, there we go. No, First you're up, standing on my right toe. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I'm terrible with my, my coordination. Uh, first up, and this one is from uh, Mila Retro. Cool name. Um, Dear Nick and Benji, I'd love to know, if possible, whatever happened to Big Finish's five serial run of The Tomorrow People. We'd just love to know why it isn't on Big Finish's website. And thank you for reading my question from Mila. Hello, Mila. Yes, uh, the answer is that the license for us to use The Tomorrow People expired. So that's why it's not on uh, our site you know um any license deal has a limitation on it even our license deal on doctor who and has to be renegotiated whenever the time's up and it turned out that the Fremantle, the people who own uh, the tomorrow people had decided to make the tomorrow people into a us tv series uh, it ran for one season only and and stopped so i'm not sure what's happening there and we have asked a number of times whether Fremantle will grant us the rights again but nothing happened there but we hope that one day we will be able to bring the Tomorrow People back to Big Finish very successful series and much loved by listeners so there you go uh, here's another email uh, this one is not from the same person you'll be pleased to hear because that would be weird wouldn't it, if we just read our emails from the same person the same person over and over again I mean not that I'm saying we'd here's be pleased here. popped out for lunch <laughs> we'll be back in a minute I'm not saying that we'd be pleased to hear that uh, Mila isn't writing again because we'd like Mila to write again uh, here's one from Michael Evans have just finished Doctor Who Shadow of the Sun enjoyed it immensely hope we see more of these one-offs in between box sets etc especially from Tom Baker always a joy uh, can we have one with just the fifth Doctor and Nissa sometime soon please regards Michael Evans yeah sure ooh there's a thought Shadow of the Sun was of course um, a Tom Baker one that we, was the first thing we recorded in lockdown and we thought why don't we just prove we can do it and release it early because it was actually set for release in a number of years time because uh, we're getting ahead with all Tom's stuff um yeah, so I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I don't know about the Fifth Doctor and Nyssa. I'll be blunt with you. Uh, I know that Peter Davison can do remote recording because I've done some with him. He's very tech savvy. I'm not sure that Sarah Sutton is kitted out to do it. And that's the key thing about lockdown recording, isn't it, Benji? It is. It's about having the gear yeah. and being able to, to deliver a high quality audio source. Difficult, yeah. difficult. Having the gear and some idea. 
and some idea. Oh, there we go. Solid answer there. Um, we've got one here from Christopher Nathan. Um, I want to give you guys a massive thank you for all that you've done and continue to oh, do. You. Your work has not only changed the way I look at Doctor Who forever, but you have changed my perspective on entertainment as a whole. Wow. Opening my eyes to new vessels of creativity and even altering my plans for a career path. Your determination to continue despite all circumstances and adapt both your production methods and stories to the needs of our world is beyond inspiring. You keep not only the spirit of the Doctor alive, but creativity itself. Putting your early work on music streaming made the last year for me. I fell in love with new characters and stories every day for about six months. To get that much exceptional content was a gift I will never forget. And now I'm invested. Is there any chance that we will be seeing Main Range 50 to 100 uploaded to music streaming anytime soon? I'm so excited to see the end of Evelyn's chapter, and my new favourite companion, and the beginning of a bold new era for Seven and Ace with the introduction of Hex. Um, in terms of listening parties, I'd love to hear The Harvest uh, for the first time, uh, as it's such a great introduction to the show and a peak um, at a new era. Um, then again, the whole world needs to be reminded of what a masterpiece Doctor Who and the Pirates <laughs> is. My world transformed when I heard, I am the very model of a Garifrey and Buccaneer <laughs> for the first time time um please never stop creating and giving us hope our thoughts and prayers are with you you keep us creating christopher nathan what a lovely email lovely yeah i wonder what it is that you're up to christopher we'd love to hear um uh, no news on the uh, additional main range stories being uploaded for music streaming but uh, yeah i mean that was our idea to put things on spotify and what have you for people to um be introduced it was you know because uh, let me put it this way, folks, not to be too prosaic. There's precious little money in putting stuff on services like that. You get virtually nothing back. But we were nothing, doing it yeah. as a kind of as outreach. And it has reached out and it has reached you, Christopher. Thank you. Um, we return to Shadow of the Sun now with Richard Boxshall. He says, hi, Benji and Nick, caster of pods. I would like to congratulate everyone involved in the recent Fourth Doctor release, Shadow of the Sun. Firstly, I really enjoyed the story. It dealt neatly with the fact that people seem willing to believe anything, even in an age where science is king and can disprove most madcap theories. Um, it goes back, doesn't it, Benji, to what I was saying about fictions and narratives that we create for ourselves. Arguably, science is one of them. That doesn't mean to say it's not true and not valid, but they are narratives we create for ourselves. Certainly are. And, and then we are. believe in them. We get very cross when people don't. Uh, yeah, it sounds like I don't believe in science. That's not true, folks. Uh, the performances were great. It made me giggle. And I really enjoyed, as I always do, Tom and Louise. Yeah, fantastic. But the thing I really want to commend you on is how great it sounded. When I discovered it was being recorded remotely, if I'm honest, I was worried that I would notice a difference in sound quality. Yeah, a lot of people said this. I listened to most of your productions on high-quality earphones. Yes, these earphones are about the size of shoeboxes. And... <laughs> With aerials. Size of a supercomputer. <laughs> aerials on top. And I thought these would enable me to tell that the episodes had been recorded in a different way to normal. I'm thrilled to tell you that that was not evident at all. Just goes to prove that Big Finish are, like Homo sapiens, indomitable. <laughs> nice little reference to the Ark in space there. 
a Tom Baker story that we all love. Uh, thank you for helping to keep us sane in these difficult times. And it's fantastic to know that even if you cannot visit the studios for the foreseeable future, oh, that uh, sentence really hits me hard, uh, you can still keep us entertained. Congratulations to everyone involved. Richard A. Boxshaw. Well, thank you, Richard. There's a little bit here. He says, you need not read this bit out, but I did a review of the story on YouTube the day it was released. I use the audio trailer in the stream. Hope that's OK. If not, I can remove it. Now, that's the reason I read this out. Um, it's absolutely fine for you to use trailers, folks. That's kind of what they're there for. If you're doing a review of us, if you're doing a podcast, you can take our trailers, you can download them and you can use them. They're there for you. We, we Share it out yeah, there. Get it we, out in the world. We want you. We want you to talk about our stuff and, and show people how lovely it is. Thank you. Well, that's it for the emails this week, but do keep them coming in to podcast at bigfinish.com. More next time. Um, time now to go behind the scenes with the human frontier. We've got a cast. So, day two. Yes. Scene 55, it looks like we're going from. Right. Unless, curveball. <laughs> no, I think it is. Yeah, right on. Wednesday. What is it? Wednesday the 29th? I've, I've been told it's Wednesday. <laughs> but I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go grab a couple cough drops from my throat. Okay. So that was Shane, who's the uh, sound engineer on the human frontier. <laughs> He's from Texas. I'd just say that for information. Uh, Mark Elstob's here today, as, as I think I mentioned in the yesterday's summing up. And um, looking forward to working with him again. Hmm. Good. Our producer, Emma, has had uh, travel difficulties, so she's not in yet. Okay, she's coming in today. She is, yeah. Very nice. I don't think I've met her. Haven't you met Emma? Emma Haig? No? I know her name, but um, you know what? I'm going to see her and remember the face. Yes. So, yes, we're scene 55. I believe that's part two. God, we're getting good at this, aren't we? Yeah, we, we are. <laughs> you know, we should have just taken like five minutes to look at the beginning and end of each one and written it on the post it I know. We can't be bothered. No. <laughs> That would be too organised, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I enjoy the surprise, honestly. Yeah, it keep, keeps us on our toes. Exactly. And you know what? There's fun in that somewhere. <laughs> oh, yes. Are you happy where, about where we are in the plot? Uh, or enlighten us. <laughs> is this... So she's been strapped in? Yes. This is yes. after they fed her? Yeah, it's after you've had your interview with uh, Grey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was just hoping to get away without having to explain it. Okay. <laughs> Happy to give it a go. Yeah. All right, y'all. Here we go. Uh, scene 55, take one. <clears throat> oh. I can't shift these straps, Nelly. Any suggestions? The intravenous line they have attached seems to contain nutrients that are helping you quite significantly. Yeah, very good. Yeah. I didn't let and you, um, sorry. 
What was that? What didn't you let her do? The, the yelps on impact. I think I spoke over you a bit. Oh yeah, you, you should. We should definitely have a yelp there because we need to know that you've hit the floor. Okay. Obviously, there'll be a sound effect too. Ah. Okay. Um. Yes, and you. Get, it's lovely getting that thing of how that that stuff that's being pumped into her is making her a bit. Yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> a bit gung ho. <laughs> Excellent. All right, let's do another one. But the planet was supposed to be uninhabited, wasn't it? it? That's what Dendrick had calculated. But well. Maybe he was wrong, and and that was over a thousand years ago. Very good. Yeah, it's nice. I hadn't, um, Lucy, I hadn't thought of her being that urgent here, but actually she is, isn't she? I think so, because she's got to warn her about the, her, yeah. Because, well, I, I'm privy to that, and Anna isn't, so I, I don't know if that's what I thought, but... Yeah, you're sort of going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, maybe you're not too... <laughs> I'm glad that it was communicated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. I like it. Anyway, let's do another one, shall we? Yeah. So, day two. Day two. It has been an adventure. We met Bob Harrigan today, played by the amazing Mark Elstob, who does the best Geordie. Well, that's where he's from. Um, but he's so wonderful at it um yeah it's been been a lot of kind of drama in, in the in the relationship between anna and, and daisy a highlight of the day for you every scene they're so different whether we're kind of sotto voce having a really intense discussion or being sucked out of a of a spaceship and gasping and crying and all those kinds of things so i mean every scene is so different and has different challenges that it's been it's been a joy from start to finish um so uh lucy Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> yes, we've never met. Um, what today, day two? Day two. What are your thoughts? Um, it was con there was some confusing, mildly confusing scenes today when I was reading the AI for Anna and the AI for um, Shira. Yeah. Yeah, and so and so I was sort of talking to myself. Yeah. Interestingly. Um, and we ha we ended up having a conversation about possibly how sentient the AI has become, and the fact that the machine is able to lie, and um, just the just the empathy that she's actually capable of is is really is moving at points. Mm. Well, it's just this whole business, isn't it? Of you know, we're postulating that they can create a facsimile mm -hmm. of human behavior mm -hmm. like that's a quantifiable thing yeah that's our what if in this situation isn't it it is and if um the ai if a computer is able to completely identify and copy an emotional response that a human may have is is that is that copying or is that a computer who is actually experiencing it? It's a really it's it, it's a really interesting question about what on earth humanity actually is, mm. the human condition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, it is interesting, isn't it? Because if it's the same as and memory, if memory informs us and 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 that's part of our human experience, and the machine can remember and understands the emotional experience and response that the human has had, then is the machine human? 
And the interesting thing is, of course, a machine, a computer, will remember things better than a human being does. Well, that's but that's and that's it, isn't it? Because then there isn't room for human error, yeah. and that margin doesn't exist anymore. Which we haven't got onto that, but I feel yeah. like that conversation happens in some scenes, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's the imperfection of memory. I always enjoy your anecdotes. It's not a professional thing to say, perhaps, but <gasps> I do them I on like, purpose. I you like know. having a giggle. Yeah. I think when people are laughing, as long as it doesn't completely fall apart, actually, and it doesn't matter then, it's just yeah. nicer. Yeah, it is. I've, I know as an actor, I've been totally stifled by directors who are so deadly serious yeah. and make you feel like you're at school. Yeah. And you don't do good work. No, you don't, because you sort of stop concentrating. Well, perhaps. you do things to spite them while I do oh, that. You do. <laughs> Bit of a reveal there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like seven takes in when when the director's still giving me an appalling line reading. Yeah. And you think, no one speaks like that. So then you deliberately don't do what he's asking. And then he goes, yeah, that was brilliant. You think, yeah, well, you're yeah. an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go to bigfinish.com and type in human frontier into the search pane at the top, the round, wonderful thing on a bit of stick or something. A bit of it is. stick, yes. A bit of stick. Um, then you'll find this exciting sci-fi epic, which will be available to download this week. We do keep going on about it, don't we? Why not? Mm. Is that all right? Yeah. And we'll be drama-teasing you with the human frontier soon. Oh, yes. Just at the end of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but before, before that, before that, I'll start speaking like this. Uh, it's time oh, to give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected big finish release. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes, I mean yes, not no. It's time for the Randomoid Selectatron. It's 259 Doctor Who Blood on Santa's Claw and other stories. <sighs> Lovely su festive summary release for you. Oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, so let's have a listen to the trailer. It's... <gasps> I can't believe it. What? What the? Oh, yes. So it is. Red coat, boots. What does this mean? It means someone's killed Father Christmas. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Blood on Santa's Claw, and other stories. So... There it is. We give you a chance to fully interact with your children at any age. Toddler, preschool, teenager. Where I come from, we call them designer babies. Well, exactly. Why worry about arguing with your offspring in future years when you can choose a more agreeable child? There! Stop, accursed villains! Oh, damn it. We're cornered. And this gun can't punch through solid rock. Any ideas? Um, give ourselves up? Would you like a nibble? No, thank you. Would you like a nibble? No, thanks. How about now? I, I said no. I thought you might have changed your mind. <laughs> And you are? I am the Lord. Really? And what are you the Lord of? Practically nothing. 
How extremely interesting. Lord of nothing? Practically nothing. Big Finish. We love stories. I remember uh, John Ainsworth, the producer of the Sixth Doctor range, came to me and said, I really think we should do some sort of Christmas release because we haven't really done a Christmas release at Christmas. We've done Christmassy sort of things occasionally. Um, and I suppose Relative Dimensions was was that released at Christmas though Relative Dimensions I don't know but anyway so he wanted to come up with something that was like a box of Christmas presents and Blood on Santa's Claw what a fantastic title I could not resist it beautiful stuff so yeah you can get a 25% discount on that which is quite a bargain actually because it's it's quite new as well it only came out in December yes yes you see that's the nature of the randomoid selectatron it can be something that was released yesterday or tomorrow or last Thursday at uh, it giveth and so taketh away 7.23pm so Benji please explain how to get the 25% randomoid selectatron discount on blood on santa's claw well it's magical because mm. what you need to do is um you want to go on to bigfinish.com yes. and then you've got the little menu there where all the things oh, it says yes, audio yes. collections mm. what's new news podcasts etc well podcast is where you want to click on there once you go on there there'll be the latest podcast on big finish you click read more and in the blurb on that page, it will tell you a little secret, a little savvy little thing. Aww. It'll say uh, 25% reduction on selective release. Just click here yeah. and enter the code BUCKUP. All capital letters, B-U-C-K-U-P. Um, and that's what you need to do. Click there, enter it in, and bada bing, bada boom, you get your discount. Is there a space between the buck and the up? There is no space. No spaces, oh. no punctuations, no complications. <laughs> Excellent. 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 Well, thanks again, Rand, delivering as always on top four, might I add. Uh, Time now, of course, it is uh, time for us to say goodbye in the style of uh, a science fiction epic. Mm. Goodbye. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) I'm going to go for a sort of Goodbye. You know, that's some silly sort of robot. Oh, yeah. They always kind of talk like this. <laughs> I'm thinking of sort of effects on that's like a coda yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we oh. are the good boys. In a land before time. Goodbye. In a land. Yeah, that's the classic trailer voice, isn't it? And on DVD and Blu-ray from March the 1st. Terms of conditions, please apply. Mankind's last hope for survival. When the sun turns off. <laughs> To be fair, I've just seen a, a news article pop up on my screen that says, mysteriously, could could it be that um, the magnetic poles on our planet are reversing, apparently, and that this could that magnetic field around the planet yeah. is somewhat diminishing in places, and it could signal that the magnetic poles are shifting. Just what we need. Oh, fancy them doing that at a time like this. I know, unbelievable, isn't it? Never mind. Right, get get the uh, the hammer and nails. We've got to nail everything magnetic down. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to fly upwards. It'll go. It's all going to go bananas. And while we're away, why not entertain yourself with the first fifteen minutes of oh. the Human Frontier? Boy, that there, Nicholas Briggs. 
And just a reminder that this release contains adult material and may not be suitable for younger listeners. Unscheduled cryogenic awakening sequence activated. Unscheduled cryogenic awakening sequence activated. Unscheduled cryogenic awakening sequence activated. Hello, Anna. It's Nilly. You should be able to hear my voice very soon. Can you hear my voice? Unscheduled cryogenic awakening sequence activated. 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 Dream? We don't think so. So you don't know for sure? We're pretty certain. Is this a dream? (laughs) 
Well, if it is, how can you trust me to tell you the truth? Anna. Anna Swift. <gasps> Emergency cryogenic awakening sequence activated. Emergency cryogenic awakening sequence activated. Emergency cryogenic awakening sequence activated. Hello, Anna. It's Millie. You should be able to hear my voice very soon. Can you hear my voice? Yeah. Emergency cryogenic awakening sequence activated. Lily? You can hear me now, Anna. That's great. Yes, yeah. Thanks. Oh, it feels worse this time. I'm checking the medical database, and that doesn't surprise me. I probably knew that was likely. In fact, I'm sure I did. Sorry. But... Groggy, I suppose. Under normal circumstances, I would continue this casual conversation, Anna, but... Under normal circumstances... Wait. What are all those alarms about? There is an emergency in progress. What sort of emergency? You better get me out of this pod. I am waiting for your metabolic release to stabilise at nominal levels. Go. Oh, um... How long is that going to take? Nearly there. What sort of emergency? Metabolic reading's nominal. Pod opening. <sighs> I'm glad you're awake, Anna. I'm glad to be awake, Nilly. I think. Um, tell me about the emergency. It's difficult because there's been a memory loss. Oh, you mean... A You've had a memory loss? Yes. I'm having trouble interfacing. Shit. Do you know what caused it? The memory loss seems to include the cause of the memory loss. That makes sense, I suppose. Have the command crew made an assessment? That's difficult to answer. Why? Lily, what's the matter? I'm really sorry, Anna, but I'm finding it difficult to answer. Okay. Right, so so there's something wrong. Um, can you take me to the command crew? To date Commander Bailey? Anna! Lily! What is it? I've been scanning all the data I can find. Oh, what, what have you found? I think there's been... It, it's difficult to find the word. But try! Please, Lily! There's been... There's been an incursion. The human frontier. There she is. Your home for around about a thousand years on your journey to ND-492. Over the next four years, you'll be training on board, so you'll learn everything about her. Her systems and her augmented reality artificial intelligence. And then, just two months after launching from Mars orbit, your journey will pass in the wink of an eye as you sleep. Yes, Commander Bailey. Sorry to interrupt. You're not interrupting, Daisy. This is an open forum. And besides, you're naturally my favorite. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Dendrick. Your question, Commander? Do you foresee any circumstances in which we'll be woken up before we reach ND-492? Interesting question. I do my best. The answer is yes.
Hello, Daisy. You're waking up. Your metabolic readings are now at nominal levels. Hello, Nilly. Hello, Daisy. How are you feeling? Are we there yet? No. Why not? The ship's artificial intelligence is pre-programmed with certain priorities. Priorities concerning danger to human life. So, if there's some sort of emergency situation that requires a command decision or human action... Precisely. We can't be sure of what kind of emergency there might be, but as you know, the ship's AI is programmed with pretty impressive interpretive skills. It can think creatively, and hopefully over the next four years, you'll grow to trust and even like it, especially through the personally designed augmented reality interfaces you'll all have implanted. Okay, so we trust the AI to wake us if we need to fix a problem. That's right. But there's also a priority concerning human knowledge. You mean the AI will wake us up if it discovers something it thinks we should know about? That's about it, yes. If, for example, it discovers the possibility of another life-supporting planet we hadn't previously known about. In that case, I believe the protocol is for the command team and vital support departments to be awoken. Will it be for me to decide if any more of the crew are to be woken up? Of course. You're the commander. The AI will advise you of your responsibilities, but it can't override you. This is a human mission, Commander Vader. The way it unfolds will be entirely in your power. You are the future of the human race. It will be up to you to make your own way because no one back on Earth will even know the human frontier exists. You keep telling us that. I know, because it's worth remembering. strong and constant. Is it moving? The transponder signal is moving away. Maintain course towards it, please. I will keep you on this course and warn you when you're approaching the point of no return. Thank you, Nilly. Calculate optimum speed for most efficient fuel cell consumption. Calculated. Implement. Implemented. Are you emotionally distressed, Anna? Yes. I am emotionally distressed. So you don't know for sure. Oh. Oh. You'd uh, better update me, Nilly. 307 years of journey time have elapsed. Okay, so one of those little override emergencies then. What is it? A previously unknown planet has been detected. Oh. Uh, what's the percentage possibility of life on it? 98%. <gasps> That's... Are we in orbit? 
The human frontier is approaching orbital insertion coordinates. On your command, we can enter orbit. Okay, uh, please do that, Nilly. decision then. Um, let's get some unmanned probes down there and uh, wake up some appropriate support crew. Uh, actually, um, let me give you some names. can handle it. That's what she's programmed to do. I know, I know, but I've got this. <sighs> Bob. Would it be too much to ask for you to call me Robert? Mm, yeah, Bob. Unmanned probe gyro controls failing. Bob, just hand it over to Nilly, please. Just give me a moment. This is a big thing, you know. First probe landing on an unknown planet. Shouldn't it be guided by human hands? Gyro control error rectified. Did you do that, or was it Nilly? Have some confidence in me, Commander. That was me. Nilly? Pilot Robert Harrigan issued course correction commands from the nav center on board the human frontier. <laughs> I can't believe you cross-checked me. Well, maybe it's because of the other two probes you trashed today, Bob. A Robert. Keep an eye on him, Nilly. I will, Commander Bailey. Monitoring probe descent. Take control, only if he's really screwing it up. Hey! Understood, Commander. Commander! Ah, Miss Swift. How can I help you? Uh, well, Nilly woke me up. I assumed I was needed on the command deck. Ah, oh, yes. She wouldn't tell me what it was about. That's because I wanted to tell you myself. Is it some kind of emergency? Does it feel like an emergency? Nobody's panicking, are they? <laughs> no. But there is a bit of a buzz in the place. It, it's a planet, right? It's a planet. At 307 years into a 900-plus journey, it's a planet. Previously unknown, very possibly life-supporting. Very, very possibly. You know that there are quite a few exographers more qualified than me on board. Well... That's a matter of opinion, surely. If you say so. I do say so. It's great to see you. Thank you, Commander. Did you dream? Uh, I, I think so. Actually, I'm not sure. Did you? <laughs> Same. Heading into land. Let's get a picture, Mr. Harrigan. We haven't come all this way just to look at a blank screen. Okay, okay. Probe camera feeds need adjusting. I can do that if you like. Or is it best if it's done by human hands, Bob? Touche, Nilly. No, I'll let you do that. And I can't believe you are calling me Bob now. Make it quick, Nilly. We're impatient to see the promised land. Are you emotionally distressed, Anna? Yes. I am emotionally distressed. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.